Hi, hello, how are you, sunshine? Welcome to the Waves of Joy podcast. My name is Shauna Diddle. I am a small town girl from upstate New York. I'm a diagnostic medical sonographer, a certified personal trainer, digestive health specialist, six-figure entrepreneur, future functional medicine doctor, and conscious joy spreader. I am obsessed with helping you navigate the undercurrents of life. The time we spend together will teach you how to live simply, leave the mundane, travel the world, demystify happiness, and radiate joy. So get ready to massively uplevel your life starting today. We spend so much time making plans for the future, often depending on things happening at a later date to assure our happiness or assuming we have all the time in the world. When all we ever have is our life today. This quote comes from a book called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. A very, very powerful book. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. A perspective that none of us can understand until it's the end of our life. This resonates with me because as I always speak about, live in the moment, be present, Be kind. Nothing is ever guaranteed. Loosen up our grip on life, on controlling things, on attachment to things. So today I want to talk about not being available. What does this look like? Don't always be available. Now listen, I worked the 60-hour weeks in the hospital. I ran my own business. I've done all the things. All I did was be available for people. I didn't ever say no. I ran myself into the ground, into sickness that I can't even put into words anymore. brings tears to my eyes. I was always available. Extra shifts at work? I got you. Oh, you can't take call tonight? I got it. Don't worry. Worked a 12-hour day. I take call all night. It's fine. Personal training clients rescheduling constantly. Sure, yeah, I can make that work. I never said no. And because my no's and my yeses were confused and I was always available, I lost me. My body shut down. My heart got burnt out. I hated everything. I hated working in the hospital. I hated being in the gym training clients. I just wasn't present. I was so exhausted. And if you don't know much about burnout, I highly recommend you look into it because 99% of us are burnt out. So I have six tips for you today to take away. So you're not always available. So you don't lose you. Number one, start and end your day with do not disturb. This could be a sign on your hotel room door, or this could be your cell phone. Pull down from the top. Do not disturb the best feature on my phone, hands down. It goes on about seven o'clock every single night. I enjoy time with my boyfriend. I have my last meal. I might take an after dinner walk, read a little bit, get things ready for the morning. Boom. Sometimes it's eight o'clock. Sometimes it's a little bit later. Regardless, it's at least one hour before bed. I make sure my alarms are set. So I have no reason to check my phone again. I also do this in the morning. It's still on do not disturb when I wake up. There ain't nobody that needs to talk to me at four in the morning or five in the morning. Okay. So for at least an hour after waking, whether I go to kickboxing or to the gym, I don't answer messages. I don't get on social media. I'm unavailable. I love this for me. I can fill my own cup up 
before I help anybody else in any way that I can. Try it. Number two, invest your time into people who pour into you. Don't be the punching bag. Listen, we all have those people in our lives. They only call us when they need something. They only call us when shit's going wrong. I've slowly eliminated these people out of my life. And I'm not saying I called them up and I was like, hey, we can't be friends. You just use me. (laughs) No, you guys, I'm very upfront with you because I want you to be clear on what you need in a friendship or a relationship. And I don't want you to be a punching bag. Be unavailable. So those people that call you or text you just to rag on whatever other people or to complain, you don't have space for that in your life. You don't have time for that in your life. If they're consistent, repetitive, kindly say, I'm sorry, now is not a good time. It's one of the hardest things to do, especially with people that have been in your life for a long time, but it's very powerful once you do it. And I promise it won't be the last time you have to do it. So start doing it now. Number three, be selectively ignorant. (laughs) This can work to your advantage. You know, like when the guys are in the kitchen and you're sitting right there at the table and you're talking to them, but they're like, huh? I didn't hear you. Oh yeah. Probably because I asked you to go get the laundry. In this case, I'm talking about ignoring things. It can actually be one of the greatest paths to inner peace. And you're like, but Shauna, like I heard what they said. I have to react. No, you don't. You can be selectively ignorant, whether it be the coworkers, whether it be the boyfriend, the husband, the wife, the friend. Brush it off your shoulder. It feels good. We create so many stories about things that we don't even know what's true anymore. But all I do know is that your inner peace is very, very important. And in being selectively ignorant, like I said, coworkers, slow drivers, whining kids, I don't know what's going on around you, but you can choose to ignore it. The choice is yours. Be unavailable to people's shit. <laughs> Number four, more is not better. So stopping something is better than finishing it if it's not serving you anymore, or in the cases of work, no longer in demand. If you're given a big project at work, nobody cares about it anymore, but you're like, I'm not a quitter. I'm going to finish. No, you're wasting your time. Be unavailable to that project. If you start a book and you hate it, okay, your time is valuable. Remember how I started this episode. We spend so much time making plans for the future like we're guaranteed one. We're not. So more is not better, not for things, not for finishing things. And I'm not saying be a quitter, walk away from things, take the easy way out. No, but if it's no longer in demand or it's not serving you, be unavailable to it. Move on to something that's going to help you grow, something that interests you, something that makes you happy. Number five, send to voicemail. (laughs) That's a good button too. Just because somebody wants to talk to you doesn't mean it's a good time for you to talk to them. Some people, most people need to be in the right headspace to answer the phone call. You know, maybe it's the relationship with your parents. Maybe you love them so much, but you know that they're just going to call and talk about grandma Betty and they're going to have nothing good to say. And it's going to be an hour long conversation. I should say an hour long, you know, bashing in your ear. 
and you're in the middle of work or you're going through something or you just, no, no. The, the, the answer is the red button sent to voicemail. Being in the right headspace allows you to respond and not react. I've gotten very frustrated with people in my life that I love that call me to talk to me about the weather or some superficial shit. Like, I'm not saying we have to have some meaningful, deep conversation about the universe, but I'm a deep person and I want to have deep conversations. Something I really love about my sister is when we talk, it's like, she's very genuine in her questions. She's like, how are you feeling about this? Those are the people you want in your life. And I'm blessed that one of those people in my life is my sister. I have plenty of other people, friends that I know that just like, they're like, Shauna, like they just call and they complain. And I just always have to answer. No, you don't. The answer is no, you don't. Nobody's making you answer your phone. Call them back when you're in a better headspace. Or maybe just message them and just say, I'm sorry, like now is not a good time and let it go. Chances are they're going to forget why they called you anyway. Don't let their problems become your problems. Number six, limit your email checking. I'm super guilty of this. I like check it 55 times a day. The more incessantly you check, the more answers you have to give in a business day, right? So I read a book once, it's called The 4-Hour Work Week, and a lot of this advice is coming from that book. And it said to check your emails twice a day. I can't really remember exactly when, but it was like literally at like noon and then like right before five or something like that. I started doing that with my clients as well because they were abusing my availability. It was like every little thing they were messaging me. I use a messaging app and I have email check-ins. I love my clients. Don't get me wrong, but there are boundaries. I am a human as well with a life. And just because I don't work for anybody, I work for myself does not mean nine o'clock at night. You can just shoot me text messages because you're having a bad night or you don't like the pasta on your menu. Be unavailable. People will respect you more. You will, will respect you more. Number seven, I said I had six points. I think I have seven. Make the important things the important things. Not everybody is big on being a planner person or a calendar person. I have this um, calendar on my phone. It's called Pocket Life. Literally everything is color coordinated and I've used it for three years. I think I got it in 2020. This is my third year using using it. I also love the high performance planner. You can buy it on Amazon. Make the important things the important things. We write everything down. We're like, everything is important. And then we get nothing done. Prioritize things. Whether, I don't care what it is. Maybe it's just like today, the most important thing is that I get outside and walk my dog. Because I need nature, I need vitamin D. But not everything is important. As soon as you realize this, you free up way more time for your creative juices to flow. For your heart to just beat. For your mind to wander. When's the last time you thought of nothing? Don't always be available. Now we get lost in our thoughts and we miss out on what's available to us right now because we're so busy being available to everybody else. Now, if you're a mom or a dad or you have responsibilities, I'm not saying neglect your child. That's not what I'm saying. But not everything is as as important as we make it. And we create more problems by 
not clicking the send a voicemail button, not using the do not disturb button, not turning off the notifications for emails. Think about this. If you really look at the time you spend on these things, not even, I haven't even said anything about social media. If you really look at the time you spend on these things, it's an exuberant amount of time. It's my recently new favorite word, exuberant. Okay, it's excessive. It's too much. Pick up the book. Read a chapter in the book. Don't check that same email. Like, it's going to be there. And like I said, I'm super guilty of this. I'm working on this myself, and that's why I love this platform. Because everything I talk to you guys about is me working on me too. It's not just like, I'm perfect, you should be like me. Not at all. I recently had my first two in-person public speaking events, yesterday and today. Traumatizing, to say the least. It wasn't traumatizing when I was there. It was like leading up to it. Like my brain was like, you're not available. You can think of 55 reasons why you can't be available. You have a sunburn on your ass. That's, you sh- you, you can't speak. You have a sunburn on your ass. Literally thought of everything. Because I was scared. I was uncomfortable. So I was trying to make myself be unavailable. Really, I needed to be available for these opportunities. We make ourselves available for things that don't matter, for people that use us as punching bags, for emails that can wait. When you make yourself more unavailable to shit and more available to opportunities, life opens up wonderful, beautiful doors for you that you never saw. You never knew you needed, but you created space for them. And so here they are. We get lost in what we've always known. So when I stood up there last night, I talked for one hour in front of eight to 10 people. And it was about navigating change, everything that I stand for, right? And when it comes from your heart and you're a storyteller of your life, just sharing your experiences, hoping to impact somebody, my heart was so open and so available. And the engagement was so pure that I was like so excited to keep talking. And then this morning, I spoke for 30 people at Toastmasters, 30 of my peers, like people that have been doing this for a long time. The point is when you join something like this, the National Speakers Association, Toastmasters, these people, you're not good when you join. You join to be good, to be great, to excel, to be better, a better communicator, right? I needed to make myself available to be uncomfortable in order to grow. This morning, I was way more nervous than last night. I don't know why. I practiced my breathing. I, I I did everything I did last night, but I was just maybe, like I said, these people were more my peers. But then I saw their engagement and I made them laugh and I relaxed into what was uncomfortable for me. And now I'm so excited to do it again. It's kind of like the first time I went skydiving. I was like, okay, one and done because I might die. I got to the ground. I was like, can we go back up? It's funny how life works that way, but you have to be available for these new experiences. And in order to do that, you have to be unavailable to this other stuff that isn't serving you. Just because it's a habit doesn't mean you have to do it. You've created that habit or somebody else in your world has shown you that this is the way to do things. It's not. Going back to the book in the beginning, the top five regrets of the dying. This one patient said, I like work. I love this status, but what's the point of that now? I gave less time to what truly kept me going in life. Now I sit here, dying, 
And I see that just being a good person is more than enough in life. Why do we depend so much on the material world to validate us? I'm sad for both the past and future generations who wanted everything, basing their importance on what they owned and what they did rather than on who they were in their hearts. There is nothing wrong with wanting a better life. It's just that the chase for more and the need to be recognized through our achievements and belongings can hinder us from the real thing, like time with those we love, time doing things, having experiences. We love ourselves. Don't create a life where you're going to regret working too hard. So be unavailable, not all the time. Be selectively ignorant. More is not better. Use those buttons on your phone. Do not disturb. Send voicemail. Invest in people who love you and who pour into you. Limit that email checking and make the important things the important things. You can find peace and joy in the here and now. It is what it is. You don't need to change anything at all. So be bold. Don't worry about what people think. They don't do it often anyway. <laughs> I love you all so freaking much. Thank you for being available to listen to this podcast. I'm here for you if you need anything. Otherwise, drink your water, eat your veggies, smile. <laughs>